The Nonprofit Voice is a premier radio program featuring nonprofits on Long Island every Saturday morning. We have learned about, been inspired by, and celebrated hundreds of nonprofits in our community. The Nonprofit Voice is produced by Marketing Works, the only full service marketing and public relations firm that works almost exclusively with nonprofit agencies. We pride ourselves on our reputation in creating strategic marketing and public relations campaigns, successful virtual, hybrid, and live events, as well as powerful social media and digital campaigns. As the leaders in nonprofit marketing, no other agency understands the industry as we do, and we are committed to the success of each and every one of our clients. Marketing Works hopes you enjoy this week's featured nonprofit. Good morning. This is Ron Gold from Marketing Works. The name of the show is The Nonprofit Voice, and our featured nonprofit today is Newground. And I want to welcome Shannon Boyle, who is the executive director. And Shannon, you're a little spitfire. I don't want to say little because I, I shouldn't say that. But anyway, you have a great reputation on Long Island. I was lucky enough to meet you at the uh, True Partners Nonprofit Network event, which was a networking event, and a lot of people were there, and it was great to see you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for inviting me on. Well, I want to hear all about Newground. I want to hear how it started and, you know, I see you a lot lately, so you must be a great PR person, you know, because you've got us, you were in Newsday. Were you an influencer in uh, Long Island Business News? Is that where we saw you? Um, uh, I think we, we were, we had a feature in there about our upcoming event, but um, we did have one of our board members. Empowering Women 2023, that's what it was. Yes, yes. We were proud to be recognized as an organization on Long Island that's empowering women, both the women that work for Newground as well as our clients, the women that we serve. Well, I empower my Melissa Rose, so <laughs> I made her president of the new company. She's terrific. And you know her, like you said, from Long Island Elite and from Long Island Business News, so that's great. But anyway, let's talk about you. I want to know how Newground got started because I know... The end result right now is that there's so much going on for the future, but let's hear about the beginning. Yes, we, we began in 1991. We were founded by Maraid Barrett. Uh, she was residing in a homeless family shelter and working there uh, to support the families there and recognized that there was really a revolving door. The families would come in having had a crisis uh, that led to their homelessness. They would get assistance, and then maybe six months later, they would move out into an apartment of their own. And not too long after that, they would be right back in the door because they hadn't really changed anything significant. They hadn't increased their education. They hadn't increased their earning potential. They didn't have a support network or a nest egg. Uh, and so she created new ground with the idea that if we provided long-term social work and education services, three to five years working with families and veterans, that we could lay the foundation for them to achieve the goals that they needed to leave new ground and be self-sufficient, independent, functioning members of society. And that's what we do. Well, how does new ground take care of these people? When you say leaving new ground. So we have three main programs. We work uh, our veterans program in partnership with the Northport VA. And then we have our jumpstart program, which works directly with 
actively homeless families. Uh, they may be in shelters or uh, in hotels or motels. Um, or living in their car. Living in their car, living in a in a tent. Um, you know, all of those things, we do get families uh, referred to us. And then even though they're actively homeless, they're coming to new ground on a regular basis, and we're helping them work towards goals in areas of uh, career, uh, employment, as well as education, making sure that the children are doing well in school, but then also working with parents to go back to school to obtain a higher degree or certification so they can really increase their earning potential. Uh, and we do a lot of financial literacy work. Uh, helping with budgeting, cleaning up credit, improving credit scores, so that when they get their income up to a high enough level, their credit is going to be good enough for a landlord to rent to them. Well, how old, how old are they when they first come to New Ground? I mean, there's a lot of kids that, you know, don't have parents that just came from, let's say, El Salvador and just got away from everything, and the parents were going to meet them here or something like that. Right. So, I mean, we've been doing this work since 1991. We don't or have not seen a tremendous number of migrant families that we're working with or migrant youth. Uh, we're, we're working with Long Islanders. These are born and bred individuals and families that, that have resided here, been born here, that simply cannot afford a place to live because Long Island is one of the most expensive places in the country. Well, you know, when you talk about the homeless, when you walk around the city in New York City, you see them. You know that the homeless are there. You don't see them on Long Island. Correct. It's it's a hidden problem on Long Island. So a lot of times people think that we don't have homeless. But if you happen to be driving around Long Island and, and you notice uh, a hotel or motel in your community or in your area, in the mornings or in the afternoons, pay attention there probably are school buses going to that hotel or motel, picking up children in the morning to bring them to school and dropping them off in the afternoons because there are homeless families living in those hotels and motels. There are also families uh, and uh, living in various shelters. And as you said, we have families um, and individuals and veterans living in cars, uh, living in, uh, you know, campgrounds. It's a shame out. You came aboard, uh, you said, 17 years ago? Or Actually, like uh, it's almost 21 years that 21 I'm at Newground. I and started, yeah, as a direct social worker. But before you were at Newground, where were you? Were you into social work? I was. Uh, I have my master's in social work, and so I had worked with homeless women with HIV in Boston for about five years before I relocated to Long Island and got uh, my start uh, at Newground. And so I was there as a social worker, and then I became director of social work, and in 2006, the executive director. Were you the first executive director? No, uh, thankfully, I <laughs> I inherited the reins from Maraid Barrett, and uh, yeah, but she was a founder. Yes, so you're really the first they hired to take her place. Correct. You must be extra special. <laughs> I think that I'm surrounded by a real a great group of really extra special people. How big is New Ground? So we have a staff of six. Uh, we work with uh, over 350 individuals a year. 
through those different programs that I mentioned. We also have a long-term housing program that currently we have a two-family veterans home in Huntington where we have two homeless veteran families residing, a single dad with two children and a single mom with one child. Uh, and um, we are going to be uh, dramatically expanding our long-term housing program in the next two years. We're going from two units of housing to 20 in less than two years. Wow. So how do you get your funding? We are almost uh, all privately funded. So we we have a small New York State grant currently uh, that uh, makes up maybe 4% of our budget, and the rest is privately uh, funded through fundraising events like our Groundbreakers Gala, which is next happening Thursday. next week on yeah. Thursday, November 2nd at and the Garden City Don Hotel. Is a big part of it, right? Yes. Don Gelestino from Champion Elevators is our honorary uh, chairperson for the event this year. Uh, and actually, the Groundbreakers honoree last year at the event. Uh, we are welcoming um, Avalon Bay communities as one of our honorees this year as well. And this is this is our premier event. We we tend to raise over a quarter of a million dollars for for the uh, as part of this event. We also do a great deal of fun uh, grant writing um, for for. Uh, meeting our budget. And so we ha receive program grants consistently from uh, Wells Fargo, Capital One Bank. Valley Bank is a, is a great supporter of ours. Yeah, I saw your board is made up of a lot of bankers, right? Yes. Is that a reason? <laughs> well, they're, they're great supporters oh, and, yeah, and very passionate about the work that we do. So l let's talk about your future. I mean, that sounds exciting. I mean, in East Patchogue, you said? Yes, yes. So we're partnered with a for-profit developer, and we are building a 55-unit affordable housing complex uh, in East Patchogue, right on Main Street. It's 55 units of affordable housing. I'll qualify that in saying some is workforce of housing. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then 17 of the 55 units will be specifically for new ground households. And we'll be providing our support services and our education services to the parents and the children right there on site in Patchogue. It's a, a developer's dream because they get the tax breaks. They get uh, they also get the uh, state grants for this, too. So it's wonderful. And it, it's good for you, too, because it allows you to expand a little bit. Yes. I think with what you're doing and how you're branding new ground, I mean, you should be able to get more money in now. We're, this project, uh, it, we're looking at doubling our budget as well. We're right currently, we're a pro just under a million dollars uh, annually, and we'll be going to just about 1.9 million by 2025. What do you see with the uh, current crisis that's going on? We don't have enough affordable housing on Long Island. And I think that one of the, the challenges is that people hear affordable housing and they think Section 8. They think what section eight? extreme poor um, populations. But when I say affordable, I really mean workforce housing. Right. You know, uh, 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 we talked about homeless on Long Island being very different from where you see in New York City. Another big distinction for homeless on Long Island is that a lot of our homeless are working. They are working and they're living in a shelter because they simply don't earn enough to afford market rent. And we were working with Long Island Cares, and they're going there for food. Yes. So it's not a matter of 
and they are working full time too. Yeah. And they have to the way they live and you know it takes a lot to go to a food shelter and get food. I mean it's not easy for anyone. Yes. Yeah, it's hard to ask for help. It's hard to admit that you need help. And I think that one of our guiding principles at Newground is that we're partnering with our clients. We are giving them a hand up, not a hand out. We are helping them achieve the goals that they want to achieve that are going to help them be successful and live regular, independent, successful lives. But we know people don't like to ask for help. Are you going out and finding them? Is it easy for you? Or you can't? You have to wait for them to find you. We do both. We do both. We, we're out in the community. We are going to be at a couple of college fairs. Believe it or not, there is a, a portion of college students, a shockingly higher number than you would anticipate, of college students that are homeless. They get financial aid to pay for their tuition, but not to pay for their room and board. And they know that that education is their ticket out of poverty, but they are homeless while they're going to school. So we do go to some education college fairs to spread the word about what we do because we can help those college students make sure that they complete their degree. We also go to various veteran fairs and veterans um, resource fairs and stand downs to make sure that veterans know that we're available and able to help them if they're struggling with their housing. So I think that in those ways, we're able to go out. Uh, and then we have a lot of ambassadors in the community. We work closely with school districts, and the school districts will refer families to us if they know that they are struggling with housing. Oh, they will. Let's talk about the veterans because you, you've concentrated on the other programs you have, but let's hear about the veterans programs. I mean, how much support can you give them? Great, uh, great timing for that. Um, Veterans Day is just around the corner. Uh, we, Gee, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we provide a tremendous amount of support to our veterans. Um, so if they're uh, looking at trying to maintain their housing, we do budgeting support work. Typically, our social worker will meet with the veteran on a weekly basis or a biweekly basis and really help in a hands-on way achieve their goals. So if it's the budgeting work, if it's pulling their credit report and, and analyzing it and figuring out how they can start to save to pay down their debts and improve their credit score, it may be looking at what their education plan is and what they're potentially eligible for with uh like veteran benefits, GI Bill type benefits, and helping them navigate that and be able to secure what they need and then apply for uh, academic programs. If they're in a college program or a vocational program and they need school supplies or they need a tutor, those are things that we will do to help make sure that they can successfully complete their education program. But you don't have enough availability for all of them that need help. Not all of them. I'm just saying. Right. Do you? How can you reach out to these people? Because a lot of them have PTSD. A lot of them uh, don't realize they need help and don't want help. Is it? The, is it their spouses? Is it their families that'll help? So we do get referrals through family members. Uh, you know, there there are various different veteran resources, and and like I mentioned, the veteran fairs and and the veteran stand downs are ways that veterans do find us. Uh, one thing that um, 
is unique about us as an organization because our veterans program is not government funded. We are able to provide services to not just the veteran, but to the veteran's spouse and children. So if, for example, we've helped the children of, of veterans who are trying to go to college themselves. And because they're not a veteran themselves, they may not get that support or that uh, advice and guidance from the VA, but we can provide that for the veterans, teenagers who are trying to navigate uh, and, and determine where to go to school, what to study, the financial aid piece of it. We can do all of that. So the new projects that you have is both for veterans and for the homeless? So it's it's homeless veterans that we serve, oh, or or veterans. so homeless veterans or or struggling veterans, and we're trying to prevent them from becoming homeless. But their their housing may be in jeopardy, uh, and so yes, the new project will be providing services for um, for families, and the the housing project itself has a uh, consideration for um, veterans as a top priority. Do you work with their landlords? in any way to help them because yes. some people just don't know how to deal with it. Yes, yes. So we will uh, intervene and try to help advocate on behalf of our clients with landlords. But what we also try to do is model the best way to be interacting with, with landlords so that we're empowering our clients to be able to do it themselves in the future. Because if they come on too strong, it's going to be contrary. For yeah. them, it's not going to be good. You know, yeah. we've seen that too often. Yes, yes, yes. And I think also, uh, you know, like when it's your housing on the line, you're nervous, you're scared, you're frustrated. Uh, you know, any number of things can be going through your mind, and uh, you know that could come out in a conversation. Well, you also said that um, bankers are very involved in New Ground, being on the board, and you know, for you to reach out to, are they able to help them? Yeah, so so we also we do a lot of our financial literacy work. We do um, different workshops and programming at the VA and with uh, other um, entities that we're partnered with. And so we rely on our banking partners to also assist with some of those financial literacy programs. So we've had professionals from. Uh, New York Community Bank, from Valley Bank. Uh, Capital One Bank over the years come in and do workshops for our for our clients um, and for veterans that we're working with. So having the bankers on the board helps your fundraising, right? Yes, yes, yes. Many because a lot of boards don't have people helping them anymore. Board participation is going down, even really? though yeah, wow. believe it or not, it's not. It's like hey, you're on the board. You're gonna. You, this is what you have to do. Right, but right. They still don't do it. Interesting. I think that we've been really lucky. I uh, would think you are then. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, we've grown our board from from probably about 16 board members maybe seven or eight years ago, and now we are at 22 really? board members. Yes. And, and, and we have some individuals that are reaching out and, and asking to be a part of our board of directors. We also have an advisory board and a young professionals board. Yeah, I saw that. That's great. Yes. So it gives individuals the opportunity to get involved with Without necessarily having the full commitment and fiduciary responsibility uh, of being a board member. 
Are you looking for board members? Yes. You're always looking for board yes, members. Yes, and for our advisory board and our young professionals board. We we have a tremendous group of young professionals that are involved, and, and the members of that board are really great in, in providing a lot of volunteer hours. They are our go-to volunteers for our golf outing, for our gala. They put on smaller events. Uh, we also have, um, this year we have, we were chosen as a charity partner for the New York City Marathon, which is I happening. I saw that. That's great. Yes, yes on the uh, 5th of November. So we, um, yeah, it's right after our gala. We'll be rolling right into. (laughs) Are you uh, running? uh, Luckily, no, but (laughs) but we're going to be there cheering on. We have six runners we're going to be cheering on. Really? Yes. You got six slots from them? Yes, we have six charity slots. So that's a great. Did you sell them? Uh, no, well, we, we got them directly from, from the New York City Roadrunners. Um, but you could, um, you yeah, could most sell of the them. agencies sell them. Yeah. Yeah. No, we kept all of them. And so we have six individuals running for us that are fundraising and collectively they've fundraised so far just about $20,000. Really? Yes. Are you going to film them at all during yes. the marathon and yes. put it on your website? Yeah. We're, we're going to be there cheering Live streaming. Yes. Yes, yeah. We have a board member who's run the New York City Marathon. He was he was the one that that pushed us into doing this this year. He ran the marathon last year and he's run I think I think that was his ninth marathon. Christopher Sia. He's a he's a pretty tremendous uh uh, marathon runner. Marathon. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I'm a runner, but five miles is where I top up. I'm I'm not a marathoner. <laughs> I think Melissa did the half marathon. Good for her. I don't think she did the full. Yes. Maybe she did. Well, we actually just got the New York City. We got five slots in the New York City half marathon, which is happening on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day in oh, 2024. Wow. So, if anybody's rate. looking to run that and you want to be on our charity partner team, we'd love to have you. Shannon, tell me how people can get in touch with you. Our website, newground.org, or you can give us a call at 516-564-4764. Shannon Boyle from Newground. Thank you so much for being on. This is a nonprofit voice, and this is Ron Gold. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.